Hey, this is Jeremy, and I wanted to take the time to say thank you for joining us on our first episode. Now, welcome to the Infinite Rabbit Hole. I'm looking at this video that you just sent me, the one about the Ruguru on the Reddit page, yeah. and I agree, it kind of looks pretty pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. Well, the, the thing about that is the movement on it is fairly natural, but I got two problems with it, right? One is that the face looks too scary. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things, when you get these eyewitness accounts and people are talking about the features in their face and their body features and you have these sketches of what they're supposed to look like Mm -hmm. they're too scary man i think people are trying to delve too far into somebody's nightmares and freak them out and that's kind of what i'm seeing in this video i'm just seeing i'm seeing something that i don't want to see you know what i'm saying where it doesn't look like an animal now it looks like some sort of a demon yeah sad to say because it the video is a bit blurry I mean, this could be a mask that someone got from the spirit store. Yeah, you know? it could be. I'll have to check out the comments on this later. The The second thing that kind of sticks out to me is the hump on its back. It clearly looks like somebody's hunching over. I mean, if their body structure is supposed to be semi-humanoid, that could kind of be why it's like that. But the eye shine on this is insane. You know, I thought that it, it looked like... One of those stilt-walking creatures that they sell in the Halloween stores. They had one over at Balahack Airsoft. When I used to play Airsoft over there, they had some sort of alien event, and it was a a stilt-walker. And this thing was like eight, nine feet tall, and it was a person with stilts on their back legs and front legs, and the hump was their actual back. The mask they were wearing was an entire helmet, and they are just walking around like that. And so it it reminded me of that. But I don't know. It was just like it was really creepy. And I was like, I go on those sorts of sites where they have those sorts of really weird, creepy costumes quite often. And I haven't seen one that looks like that. Definitely haven't seen a costume that looks like this. Man, that when it stands up, I kind of, I get shivers. Not going to lie to you. Kind of freaks me out a little bit. But one is the bare skin on its face. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm assuming that light gray patches. Yeah is its bare skin. From what I've heard from encounters with this creature, it's fur head to toe. Nothing except for the pads on its hands and feet are covered in fur. It does have the pointy ears that is notorious with a dog man. Another thing that kind of sticks out to me that I'm watching it is that red on its face. Is that supposed to be blood, I'm guessing? I have no idea. I'd have to look at my phone and pull up the video too. Yeah, man. Uh, take a look at it with me. Okay. Let's dissect this thing. Let's. I wish that we could get a solid video of a creature instead of these fuzzy videos. You know, I hate to say it, but it just leads me and more people to believe that most of these cryptids are complete BS because you can't get a clear video. Hmm. I am Googling right now Stiltwalker monster costumes to see if I can find one that's similar. Because it definitely has like a rat face. But I also found an artist rendition of the Dogman that looked exactly like that. Bare skin face. Yes, I will. I'd like to see that. 
And I don't know what type yeah, of so artist rendition this is. If you know, someone's like, this is what it looked like. And they're like, okay, cool. I'm going to send that. But this looks exactly like it. I'm going to send it to you in your messenger. It's pretty wild. Like, frighteningly similar. Oh. But who knows, man? Maybe they make costumes that look so realistic nowadays. What's to say what is a costume, what is actually an animal? Yeah. Some of it is so real looking, so creepy. Have you seen the latex masks that go over your face and like you can use the eyelids and the mouth and stuff? It's all form fitting to your face. It looks so real. And then we look at something that could possibly be an actual animal, but it's so hard to tell nowadays. You know, it's not this rubber BS that everyone's getting for $10 at the store. This is, you know, $10,000 costumes that some people will purchase. And I know because I've, I've yeah. looked at those and been like, ah, one day. But, man, we might – we it's, it's weird to be in a position where we might actually be seeing recordings of real animals, real terrifying make-your-skin-crawl animals – and everyone looks at that and like, ah, oh, it's some costume at a Halloween store. It's just really expensive ones. You know, we're, we're getting into <laughs> right. that realm where, you know, like that first Bigfoot video that ever surfaced. And everyone tried to break that down. Like, it must be a costume, all this stuff. But you can see the, the muscle structure underneath the fur, you know, the way it's walking, all these different things. But nowadays, yeah. we could literally just get a clear, perfectly clear video of a Sasquatch walking across the street, and everyone would look at that and be like, ah, I've seen a costume that looked like that, you know? And it, <laughs> and even they could be correct, but they could also be wrong because it could be an actual real. The only thing to do now is to actually get a body, and even still, yeah. people won't believe. They'll be like, mm, I don't know. To back up just a little bit, I'm looking at these pictures you sent me, and now, you know, I did my own Google search on artist renditions of the Rougarou and witness reportings and stuff. And you're right. A lot of people are witnessing a bare-skinned face on the Rougarou. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. And this, specifically this one picture you sent me, look at the bow on its back. Yeah, because you notice not so much dogs. Bears certainly have that hump on their back where their shoulder blades meet their spine. But... I don't know if canines do. So here, let me send you this picture. And by the way, we're going to attach all these pictures to the description of this podcast. If anybody wants to go on, you can also find it on our Facebook as well. So we will make sure that everybody is in the loop here too. Oh, absolutely. Um, There, I just sent you this picture. Now, if you go into the notes that I had Mm -hmm. written down for the interview with Mike under... The Rougarou, this is the body found in DeRitter, Louisiana in 1996, roughly 88 miles west of where Mike's story took place. Right. And you can see the pictures underneath it from different angles. Now, the picture that I just sent you, you look at the line on the side of the road, and you're like, wow, that line's pretty thick. This is a tiny dog. I'm thinking Pomeranian. Then you start looking through the other pictures. And you see how here I'll send you this one too. This is another one we gotta share with with everybody. Um, this one here, it's kind of a collage of nine different pictures mm-hmm. of the same creature. And you see the picture where the person's legs are in the. It's pretty big. The frame. It's not a small creature. It's either really big or it's closer to the camera, so it's making it look big. But either way, well, oh no, I see this uh, middle left picture. That's what yeah, I was talking okay. about. Yeah. But look at mm. the the original picture I sent you. Look at the face. Could this be a juvenile? 
it has a hairless face, or at least seems to be a hairless face. Oh, yeah. Well, and I've seen comments where people are like, oh, it's a Nutria, you know, one of those big giant beaver rats, but it looks nothing like a Nutria. <laughs> Someone went as far as to say it looked like a Nutria with a ripped off face. And I was like, well, I guess, but it doesn't really look like a Nutria. It looks more like a dog. Besides, Nutrias don't have, as far as I know, you know, I could look it up right now, but those that long shaggy fur. N- you said Nutria? Yeah, the Nutria rats. Well, I mean, they kind of have hair like a beaver. Oh. Nothing like that, though. Yeah, it looks like a muskrat. It's a big muskrat. And then, and they're all over that area. I don't know. It could be. Uh, I don't think it's a Nutria. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a Nutria, but I mean, it could be a juvenile. You know, there yeah. was no oh, yeah. was no fur on its face. Even still, animals that have furry faces or animals that have a lot of fur that cover their faces, the fur isn't long and shaggy on an animal's face unless it's a dog with long, shaggy fur. And I would think that very few dog breeds actually do have that long, shaggy fur all over. But hmm. most animals, when they have hair... Or when they have fur, it's not long and in the way and tangled up around their nose and their mouth and their eyes and stuff. It's it's very short. So maybe it's not doesn't have a bald face, but instead it has really short, fine fur on its face. But either way, that artist rendition and that video look almost exactly alike. Yeah, I'd have to agree. That's super weird it's sort of a hmm i like that you know doing the research on the rougarou and the honey island swamp monster for this interview with mike one thing that i cannot find for any cryptid other than a bigfoot is a map or a database of reports because honestly mike's interview he came into it thinking that he had seen a rougarou but being so close to honey island swamp monster and how the Rougarou, the majority of the sightings comes from New Orleans, I would have to say that I would feel better about claiming that it's a Honey Island Swamp Monster. But I guess the real evidence would come down to whether or not what he saw was primate in nature or canid in nature. Right. I mean, that's one of the questions I have for him is what did the legs look like? You know, was it standing on four legs or two legs? Because clearly, you know, a humanoid pair of back legs, we have a knee and a, you know, a foot in any canine, they have two different joints. And it's very clear when you're looking at an animal, whether it's a canine sort of back leg structure or it's a primate. So that's going to be one of the questions I have for him. If he can remember what specifically it looked like as far as the bone structure in the legs. Because then that will point us to, all right, either this is a Honey Island Swamp Monster, Skunk Ape, whatever, or Rougarou, Werewolf, Lycanthrope, whatever, hmm. you know, so. Now, one thing to remember there, though, is a lot of people who have witnessed Sasquatches claim to have seen Sasquatches being able to move just as easily on two legs than they are to be on all fours. It's said that a Sasquatch, when running fast, will drop down to all fours and, you know, kind of move more like a gorilla or like one of those other great apes, like an orangutan or whatnot. And when they're walking slower, that's when you see them on their hind legs and, and are walking in a bipedal fashion. 
But chimps do that too. I, actually. I don't know, man. My my question for him though might come up with I don't know. I didn't look because honestly, it's like that one time I had a dog charging me across the street. I remember yep. that there was a dog. I remember it was a pit bull. I don't remember what color it was. I don't remember, hmm. you know, any specifics of it. I remember how freaked out I was. How I I put my dog behind me, and I remember this dog coming after me but I don't remember any of the specifics. So I feel that with a lot of these interviews, we're going to have that issue where it's like, oh, what about this and what about that? And for most people, if the experience was as terrifying as they say it was, they weren't looking for specifics. They went into lizard brain mode, which was instinctual, I need to get the heck out of here, not, ooh, let me stop and study this animal. So whenever I hear interviews and people are super specific, you know, oh, I was so scared. But I remember all this stuff. It's like, uh, it sounds like you're embellishing, not, you know, <laughs> yeah. that you're thinking about this after the fact, not giving us a clear example of what happened to you while you were there in that situation. You know, and I've heard other stories where people will talk about some crazy experience that they had. And when they're so super vague with the details and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. You were definitely scared out of your mind. You don't remember anything, you know, and that could be that they mm-hmm. were making it up and they're just like, uh, you know, trying to figure it out on the spot or it could be pretty real so it's yeah this is so weird it's hard to gauge any of this stuff but i do have some questions for him and i hope that you know because he said he had two experiences so i hope that you know some of these questions will be answered well we'll know tonight that's for sure oh absolutely so you said you were watching a documentary on this do you know what the name of it is yeah it was a history channel documentary whether that means anything at all i don't know but they said that they were doing it on the Honeyon Swamp Monster and the River? No, no, no. Uh, the first one was a podcast on the Rougarou. And it was a lady, mm-hmm. a woman's experience at her parents' house. And then the other one I was watching was a History Channel documentary on the Honeyon Swamp Monster. Got it. I have never heard of the Rougarou or the Honeyon Swamp Monster until you and I talked about it. And looking at the, some of the resources you sent me, there's a lot that I don't know. So there's going to be a, I'm going to have to listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of whether documentaries or mockumentaries, you know, even getting to the realm of people, you know, making fun of it a little bit, because even that probably more knowledge than me just sitting here on my hands. Looking into those, getting my bearings as far as, you know, what's a common experience amongst people that think they've seen this. I've listened to several podcasts on Dogmen now. And everybody seems to have the same experience, which is good. You know, it's not constantly changing up of, oh, well, this one had wings. And then the next one's like, well, it didn't have wings, but it had hooves, you know, <laughs> all yeah. these different things. So, but a very common experience, which is good. So I'm able to get a good bearing as to, hey, so here we have a guy, you know, Mike, that may have seen a honey on swamp monster or may have seen a Rougarou. And just based off of some documentaries, some podcasts I've listened to, now I can get a good questionnaire set up of, well, let's figure out which one it was. And so I have some questions for each one to kind of guide myself to the conclusion of, did he see this werewolf? You know, if that's what we're going to call it, or Dogman, or did he see a Sasquatch variant? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To build off that, I actually want to bring up a third possible creature that this could be too. Uh, But before I get there, I want to kind of go over the cryptid profile of both the Ruguru and the Honey Island Swamp Monster real quick, just so that we're on the same board when we go into this interview tonight. The Ruguru is a lycanthrope, and it's said to look and act like a werewolf, with the only difference being that the person who transforms into the Ruguru can control when they transform, not just during the sight of the full moon. The best evidence that they have for a possible Rougarou is that picture that we were just talking about in Deritter, 1996. There was a body found on the side of the road that matches that of a very, very large Pomeranian or a (laughs) young Rougarou. So for the Honey Island Swamp Monster, the first sighting goes back to 1963, and actually only takes place nine miles away from Mike's town. Uh, The first person to describe this creature described it as seven and a half foot tall, covered in matted brown and gray hair, and was surrounded by the smell of pure death. Harlan Ford was was the man's name, and he first saw it in 1963. In 1974, he was traveling through the thick woods. It doesn't say exactly why, but he was going through the woods surrounding the swamp, and found four dead boars with their throats ripped out. Next to one of the dead boars, he found a footprint with three toes and one thumb. Now, I don't know if that necessarily sounds like a canid. That more sounds like a primate with one of their toes snapped off by a, by a gator or something, or a d- defect caused by inbreeding. I've seen the, the footprints. When you listen to it, it sounds like a canine. My dog has four pads and webbing in between. The fifth is, or the fifth digit is usually the dew claw, which gets removed, right? And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make an imprint at all. But you know what a canine footprint looks like, even if it's a really, really big one. But I've seen the, I've seen the castings of the footprints, and those digits are really deep. It'd be as if you just took your your hand and just stuck your fingers into the ground and then lightly pressed the palm of your hand in like it's crazy how deep they go and it is it does look just like that like there's webbing in between and then one of them is kind of kind of busted up to build on what you're talking about there what's really odd about this cast is not only that there's that one cast which you see a lot on here but there are multiple different examples there's a lot of them I'm looking through Google right now, and I'm seeing quite a bit. but And they all look very similar. Or this creature... See, now that one right there. that This one right here, I'll send it to you. This one looks like it could be a dog, and it slid. You know, like a... It was in the mud, and it slid forward. Right. I'm sending it right now. So, looking at these footprints... I don't know about that, man. No, because it's just again. It, it looks like if I were to take, you know, say, tuck my thumb in, 
take yeah. my four fingers and just stick it right into some mud. Mm-hmm. And then maybe have as if the palm of my hand extended to the back of it. If it had slid, then those deeper prints would be dragged out. Hmm. It. Yeah, you're right. I would want to go and make a mud pit in my backyard and recreate this. Yeah. With my hands and my feet. I'm kind of sketched out by the fact that it's only one print in a muddy area. It's like, is it a one-footed monster? Just joking, but it... Yeah. Man, it definitely looks like that. It looks like there's three toes, and one of them either is a thumb, or it was just cut off at the first knuckle. You know, or it formed very strange. You know, I know some people that have really, you know, weird looking feet and say like uh like their their big toe is smushed. So like the other toes extend out and their big toe is smushed in. You know, and it's formed like that. And that's what that looks like. Could be from inbreeding, could be from it got cut off somehow, bit off somehow, whatever. But that's a good-looking footprint. It is. Have you heard any of the theories surrounding this creature of what it could be? No, I haven't. There's three possible theories that people have come up with. One of them, and actually the first two kind of stem off the, the first incident, there was a train wreck that happened right outside of uh, Pearl River. And it was said that there was a circus on board and that the chimps there... Oh, in the 40s? Is that what it is in the 40s? The chimps on the train escaped into the swamp, and the troop of chimps inbred over and over and over again, and eventually you got what you see now as the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Another theory is that those chimps, this is the one that's really out there, uh, is that those chimps bred with a gator, and that's why you're getting a half, primate half, reptilian creature which obviously right cannot... that happens all the time <laughs> that can't happen <laughs> uh but you, you know it's you know it's even crazier though is look at that footprint and tell me that that doesn't look somewhat reptilian Ooh, that's a good one yeah but, hmm, but gators don't go straight up and down with their feet true i mean there is that lizard man in the carolinas I wonder if this might be an offshoot of one of those. You ever heard of Lizard Man? No. Okay, so we've gotten into it before, just us talking, but yep. adaptation for animals, yep. right? Yeah. So a Sasquatch adapting. A Yeti with its white fur, because it lives up in where it's snowy. A Sasquatch with its reddish-brownish fur, because it lives where there's a lot of pine and redwoods. A skunk ape with its green gray fur because it's in an area that has, you know, old man beard, a lot of trees that are similar. You know, most animals, I would say, adapt to their surroundings. But if it's on the same coastline and not too far away, would they change that much? Would it be more of a product of inbreeding and less of a product of, well, they've adapted somehow to different climates and conditions even though it's kind of still the same climate it's a little bit hotter so i'm going to answer that going into third theory the okay. third theory is that this is just a sasquatch and like you said this is a sasquatch that developed traits that better suits its environment 
Mm-hmm. But my question is, is that we're getting footprints from skunk apes, which is the Gulf Coast version of the Bigfoot, that look like the ones that you get in the Great Northwest or along the Appalachian Trail. Uh, they're, they're, they don't look like this. Now, some of them are three-toed with a fourth digit for a thumb, which I believe can be easily answered by you know the environment that they live in and the dangers of snakes and, and alligators. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if we're basically describing the same creature, you know, you're asking about adaptability to the environment why wouldn't every one of these southern gulf coast bigfoots be the same i mean what's what's different between the swamps of louisiana and those of the everglades or the swamps in north carolina there's gators in north carolina yeah true that's true um, too. yeah i don't know i don't think that there would be i don't think there would be any different i think it would have to be that something happened shoot a a turtle bit it off (laughs) off the digit something i've seen a snapping turtle snap a uh, stick that was well it's thick i'm not i'm not laughing saying that it could never happen i'm laughing saying that you know let's think about plausible reasons why this thing could be missing a digit not that or two digits you know not that it necessarily adapted somehow to have less digits and less stability but let's say this one skunk ape amongst all the other ones had two of its or one and a half of its digits bitten off by a, a gator or a snapping turtle or something happened, you know? Yeah. So one thing I'm going to look up really quick is to see if we can find a track or a set of tracks from the Honey Island Swamp Monster that has two or more tracks in there because this brings up a good thing. You can look at this this footprint and see that this thing is either changed to adapt to its environment very well to create a reptilian featured foot or it's so badly mauled that the simple image and structure of the foot is so disheveled that it looks like that. But if you get a, a track system where two feet look exactly the same, both left and right, you're more or less pointing in the direction of this thing was born like this and not necessarily a product of a snapping turtle or an alligator. And I'm not right. seeing anything. I'm not seeing anything past... Oh, this is a, this is a creepy drawing. I'm trying to look up the date for this train crash, and I think I'm wrong. I think it's earlier than the 40s in any case are there more tracks than just that one or is it just that one track with the three and a half toes or are there more out there that in the same area where it's like okay so clearly this one's screwed up or maybe this one has more digits than the other ones because i've heard two or three toes and it's like uh well how many tracks are there because i've only seen one Hmm. here i'm sending you two pictures one okay. is an artist's rendition of what the creature looks like. And you can see clearly that the the toes look exactly like the cast. And the second picture I'm sending you is a guy that's holding up a wooden board with five of these casts mm. uh, pinned to it. And it looks like 
he drew a scale there and you're looking at about nine inch so these casts aren't big they're not big like a sasquatch right do you get that artist drawing yeah it's ridiculous that's kind of weird huh <laughs> look at those hands but look at the feet that's exactly what you're seeing yeah but it has like a gator face it does it's like a hairy it's it looks like a mixture between a bigfoot and an alligator yeah, it's like man, bear, pig, half man, half bear, <laughs> half pig. Right. Um, but no, yeah, the, the feet and these casts that you sent me, they yep. do have the three digits and the one half digit or thumb or whatever that's supposed to be. Maybe it's like a dew claw. Maybe. Maybe this is the Rougarou. Mm. Maybe the Honey on Swamp Monster is simply just a Rougarou. It's not a reptilian. It's not a primate, but a canid. I'm going to look up Rougarou casts and see if we can find any footprints of the Rougarou. Okay. Because that's also a very good possibility, seeing how close these two are in proximity to each other, that they could just be the same creature. Case of mistaken identity, but you're just mistaking one cryptid for another? Yeah. Or just calling sort of. the same cryptid two different things? Yeah. I mean, it would make sense for how uh, close they are together. Hmm. I don't see anything. I don't see any casts. Oh, the Rougarou. Did you find anything? No. Hmm. And that's another thing I wanted to ask him is if there was any prints left over after his encounter or his incident. Yeah. If he noticed anything on the ground. So, a long time ago, him and I sat down and we had discussed my dream of doing a podcast about these subjects because of how fascinated I am in them. And he had told me that he had a story. So, I sat down and listened to it. Spoiler alert, I've heard this story once before. And I do have some follow-up questions. So, I'm very excited to hear his story again. Spoiler alert. Jeremy's cheating. Jeremy's cheating. We had talked, and, you know, he started asking me about Bigfoot and stuff. Uh, You know, because that's kind of where most of my interest lies is in Sasquatch. It's To me, I believe it's the most believable cryptid out there. And eventually we'll get into why I believe that. But I told him there's these stick structures that you can look for, really high breaks in trees on something that's not dead. You know, if you come across a tree that's clearly alive and there's a break and the inside of that break looks new, it's not rotted, it's not brown and gross, it's new and it's sort of in a twisting motion, that could be a very good sign of of something messing around with it. And if it's, you know, eight, nine feet, maybe ten feet up in the air, what else is going to be able to grab that branch and twist it? Right. Strong enough to be able to do that to a inch or two inches thick tree branch. Uh, another thing is I told him to look out for rubbings on the tree. So a lot of times when you get deer or bear that come through and they do tree rubs, they're no more than four or five feet off the ground. You know, most of them are probably around three feet high. But, you know, there's been times when a bear will stand up to its with its back up against a tree and give it a good old rub. I don't know how intense they are about it. I don't know how much bark falls off, if any. But if you see any tree rubs that are high up the tree trunk, in order to get up there, you've got to be tall. Right. Could a bird do it? Could a squirrel do it? Yeah. But if you're looking at something and you start noticing that all sorts of tree rubs are all pointing in the same direction, a lot of times it's theorized that Sasquatch do these little things to point others in a certain direction or to mark their territory. 
and they do it high to say, hey, um, I'm a Sasquatch. And then there's small stick structures, you know. Uh, you see a tree with its roots sticking up in the sky, interweaved in between other saplings. There's not a lot that can do that other than a human. Basically, you're going out into the woods and you're looking for things that only humans can do in a area that humans don't go to. Okay. And I'm interested to see if he's done that and seeing if he found any signs before. Not necessarily footprints. You know, because I've seen a lot of footprints where people stretch it. You know, they look at it and they're like, oh, this is a Bigfoot footprint. And you're like, oh, man, I don't know. I think a rock just sat there before someone took a rock out of the ground. Or the footprint looks more like a shoe print along those lines. I like right. footprints, but I would love to see one myself and know that it's not fake. I feel like footprints are too easy to fake. I just want to see a really good game trail camera shot or just someone use your phone and not your video camera from the 90s. Just use your <laughs> phone to take a video. That's all I want. Right. And who knows, some of these videos that we have, like that one just to start this thing out, could be real. But dang, man, if someone was using their brand new iPhone 11, the night vision on this thing is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we would, we would know would for a fact so what that is. Clear. You would have seen the <laughs> zipper on the back if it was, a, <laughs> it was a costume. But it's just someone, please, if you see something like this, don't go run over and grab your dad's old camcorder and throw a tape in it. Grab your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and take a video or a picture or a bunch of pictures preferably a video another thing i wanted to bring up about that video we were talking about in the beginning of this if i was in that guy's situation i would not have stayed there to take that video maybe it was through a window uh, i don't know man let me take a look at that video again I, maybe that's why it was blurry let me see that again. next time open the window and take the video <laughs> Gosh, that is a creepy video. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm very curious as to uh, everyone else's opinions on this. Once you guys take a look at this, I really want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, no. I wouldn't have been there. There's no way. It kind of takes off a little clumsily, too, which makes you think that it's not necessarily... Unless it was spooked, but there's clearly a light on it, and it knows that it's there. So being spooked, I don't think, is a... More so, it's a guy in, on stilts that tripped and just fell face first into the ground. Yeah, you know, man, I think this is a really good video, and I think it has potential. But if I had to pick whether or not I think this is a hoax or not, I would have to say a very well done hoax. I think there's too many things wrong with it. Not that I'm an expert or anything, but I think that this would have to be a hoax. What's your opinions on this, man? You know, I'm going to do some further research and try to find a costume that looks like that. Not saying that someone couldn't just make a costume or a mask that looks like that, yeah. but I want to look around. I want to try to, I don't know, dig in and see, but yeah, it, let me play it again. That basin or whatever it is might be mm -hmm. placed there specifically to conceal something as well. Gosh, it's creepy though. It is. It's like a dog man rat monster. It definitely looks like a rat. All right, look. Uh, yeah, I think this is like a rat mask. 12 seconds in. Pull the video up to 12 seconds in. The side profile of that looks like some sort of a bone rat face. This has got to be gotta be made up. 
or uh, a hoax. Terrifying. It is. Shortly after that 12 seconds, right? Let me see if I can find the exact timestamp for it. All right, so at, at 15, it looks at you. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that, at 16, it looks like somebody who's having problems looking through a mask is doing one of those things where they're overcompensating one way to be able to fix their line of sight. You know what I'm saying? Where maybe the mask was getting in the way of their eyes and right there. It does this thing where it's like it looks at you and then it goes further and then it comes back down. Like and it's looking through like it's a person looking through a little mask hole and they're trying to focus on it. Yes, that's what I'm seeing. Well, you know, the only thing to do now is to find out who shot the video, where it was at, and how long ago it was. And if it was recent, we go hunt it. Thank you for joining us on this episode. If you'd like to comment on this episode, you can do so on facebook.com forward slash infinite rabbit hole. If you have a story to share with us or would like to be interviewed, you can contact us at infinite rabbit hole at gmail.com. Thank you again and have a great day. <laughs>